You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you here. Hope you're feeling well, great, superb, splendid. Throw out an adjective. I hope you're feeling something positive. Thank you for showing up to listen to me, to be able to know that you're out there uh, watching what's been going on in your life, seeing how the world is changing, and you're ready to have conversations around this stuff and do it in a way that leaves you feeling positive, that leaves you feeling like you can bond with people. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about communication, doing it confidently, and understanding the difference between uncomfortably comfortable and comfortably uncomfortable. As you grow, you develop this voice of yours, and you start seeing yourself expressing it in ways where you can actually focus in on what it's going to be like for you to use your voice to command your energy forward in a way that will benefit you, but it won't harm others. It won't alienate others. It won't cause people to walk away from you going, what the hell is up with that person? (laughs) We go to college and we don't even know what's waiting for us, right? I talk about this in my sobriety podcast a lot, that the life that is waiting out there for you, you can only imagine it as far as your brain will allow you to see things into the future based on where you're at now. When you're in college, regardless if it's semester one or if it's semester 24, like it was for me at one point, you don't even realize how far along the journey you're going to go until you start to look around and there's opportunities abound that you couldn't even have seen coming. You didn't even know they were available. You were unconscious to the idea that this kind of stuff could even exist for you. And that's awesome. You think about the kind of life that you would desire to live. And you think that you can only see from where you're standing in your journey. And it's not until you get further on that you start to see things along the the path that you couldn't even have possibly anticipated for. Right, It's very much like if you were going to go on a really long hike, like the Appalachian Trail or the one that's here on the West Coast. Like You can get an idea for what's coming up, and you can prepare only so much. And as much as you prepare, you can't wait for all the lights to be green, or you'll never leave the house. So what ends up happening is that you get along, and that you experience the things that you could foresee, but then things start coming up, and you're like, wow, I didn't even know that was out there. That's what college has been like for you. You get there and you know there's clubs and there's organizations and there's going to be friends for life being made. But until you're in the depths and the throes of having all that occur around you and experiencing it, you can't even put words, description, a feeling upon what you will see. And this is when we start talking about you going back home, whether you're urban or rural, small town, big town, 
still hugely great friends with your high school peeps or you weren't even that popular in high school and you went off to college and found yourself. It doesn't matter. All scenarios are going to work in this situation. And I could spend the next three hours painting different versions of scenarios until I finally hit upon every one of the thousands of you who listen to each episode. But that's not necessary because you've already put yourself into this story. You've already started to understand the idea of what it's like to grow, what it's like to be a part of this. And so when we start talking about confident communication going into the holidays, and I know I touched upon this last year, but every year I'm going to touch upon this because you're growing and you're developing and you're changing and you're becoming this new, amazing person. But when you do that, you want to go home. You don't want to go home and be a jerk to other people because you think that you're above and beyond all of them. Any more than you want to go down, go back home and have people talking down to you. Right? You want to be able to go home and find yourself being welcomed by all. Being able to relate to what's going on back there. And this year especially. This year has already been so tough with the social justice issues, with Black Lives Matter, with the riots and the protests and the COVID and the the presidential election and your local elections, and there's so much going on. And so when we start talking about confident communication, I also want to bring in this other thing that I talked about on the sobriety show this week, and very rarely will I talk about the exact same topic on any given week, but I really just think that this one is so important because it's going to lay the foundation for the rest of the year. And it's the idea of being uncomfortably comfortable versus comfortably uncomfortable. Now, let me explain, because I know it can sound like a bit of a tongue twister, because it really is. And I know I'm going to screw this up, and multiple times I'll say things like uncomfortably uncomfortable and comfortably uncomfortably comfortable, and you'll be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? So let me just be very clear. If I say uncomfortably first comfortable should come after it. And if I say comfortably first, uncomfortable should come after that, right? We're just switching the order and dropping the L and putting an L-Y in front of the first one, right? And so uncomfortably comfortable. That's what happens when we convince ourselves that the comfort zone we're living in is actually okay, that it's actually a good place. This is what happens when we stay in uh, addictive relationships with substances, with other people, with activities and habits like phone or gambling, sex, porn, drugs, rock rock and roll, whatever it might be. When we get ourselves in this comfort zone where people say that life becomes stagnant, right? what's really happening is that we find ourselves uncomfortably in our comfort zone. We often don't want to be there, but we allow the fear of judgment of persecution, of, of, of humiliation, whatever the fear might be. We allow that to hold us back and allows us to, to, to get ourselves stuck in mud. When in reality, most people, if they are paying attention to you when it comes to that kind of stuff, then their life is missing out on so much because they're putting so much attention toward you that they're missing out on themselves. I wouldn't even worry about those people. They'll be so caught up in what's going on in your life that they wouldn't be paying attention to their own. Allow them to be mired in that kind of um, mediocrity, right? You're not going to do that. You're going to step out of mediocrity and you're going to step into any kind of fear you might have, right? But when we allow our fears to, to keep us in a comfort zone, we become extremely uncomfortable there. 
but we convince ourselves that it's safer there than stepping into the comfortably uncomfortable zone where we're actually pushing ourselves to grow, to learn, to become this newer, better version of ourselves, right? You want to strive and then thrive being comfortably uncomfortable. This is what college is all about. And if you don't pick up this habit now, if this habit wasn't instilled to you in high school because you felt comfortable there, maybe you, were, you weren't the most popular, you weren't the coolest, and I can assure you, even if you were the most popular and the coolest, you probably were even more fragile. Your ego was probably even more on the line because if you did do anything that strayed outside of what the tribe, what the herd had agreed you were allowed to be, you were definitely under the microscope because everyone knew you. And if you thought you were a wallflower, you probably could get away with a little bit more. But the bullies out there, the ones who are afraid of being shown for the fakes and the frauds they were, were the first ones to point out whenever you did something that could even remotely draw attention away from them. So no matter what you thought your social hierarchy was in high school, you were definitely worrying about what it would be like to have to face the spotlight of the humiliation and the social media, you know, buzz that could happen around anything that you did. The beauty of college, whether you're a traditional student or non-traditional student, is that you can just be. Unless you're on a campus that's extremely small in a very small town, and then you're probably going to a commuter campus of some some level. If you're at a traditionally you know, uh, middle to big size school, (laughs) nobody knows you. (laughs) I went to college for four years while Tim Tebow was there, and I never once saw that dude on campus. (laughs) Now, you may not know who that is, but he he was a very popular football player when I was going to school there, known throughout the college world, still known to this day, that's how much of a star he was, and I never once saw him on campus. Never saw Ryan Lochte. He was a USA Olympic gold medalist swimmer back then. Didn't see any of the basketball players who won multiple championships. Didn't see any of those people. Because the campus is huge. There was 30, 40, 50,000 students on campus in any given week. So you can fade. You can just live. You can be. You can take on anything you want. And that's what I want to be pushing you toward. If you haven't already you know, um, motivated yourself to do that, allow me to be the inspirational spark that just fires up that motivation that's already in you. Be comfortably uncomfortable. If you think you're in a, your comfort zone and you notice it and it's, and it's aching you on the inside to change, then change. Just say yes. Raise your hand. Develop that growth mindset. Be courageous. There's a reason why those are the first two principles in the book that's named after this podcast. Because if you have a growth mindset that you can get better at anything that you prioritize, you'll raise your hand. And And that sparks that courage inside of you. And the more you're courageous, the more you'll feed off that courageousness that's already inside of you. From there, it's all about this being decisive making a decision, and then taking action on it. The reason I get so into the idea of comfortably uncomfortable is because I just know what it was like for me to live in that world of fear back when I was in high school and then in college. And it wasn't until I got sober and I was 40 years old, 40, 
To some of you, I gotta be like your dad's age. I still, well, don't feel it. I think that not having kids has certainly helped me feel young and stay young and for the most part still have, you know, the kind of youthful vigor that anyone would hope at 40. But I'm going to tell you guys right now, your 20s are going to fly by. Your 30s are going to be a blur. And if you have kids and a mortgage and responsibilities of that level, even more so. And if you don't step into being comfortably uncomfortable now and pushing yourself past, you will start to just concede certain areas of your life and just start to give in. And you will wake up one day and you'll wonder, what the hell happened? Where's your beautiful house? Where's your beautiful life? Where's your beautiful husband or partner? And I'm not even saying wife or, or husband in a, in, a, in a way that, you know, that means, oh, beautiful. They must look good. No, I'm just talking about beautiful inside, beautiful in life, beautiful in that they bring light and a spark to you. If you can't be comfortably uncomfortable now, you will start to just give in. You will start to just bow down and say, whatever, life. I don't even care anymore. And then that's when you become the comfortably uncomfortable. Or I'm sorry, uncomfortably comfortable. See, I told you I was going to do it. I warned you. I pre-framed that. There it was. When you become uncomfortably comfortable, that is whenever you get mired in your comfort zone, you acquiesce to life and you say whatever. And you'll turn around and you'll wonder what the F. So strive every day to look for ways to become comfortably uncomfortable. Start a conversation with someone who seems interesting. Go to a concert of music that you love to listen to and sing loudly to in the shower, but you, you don't think you'd fit into the normal uh, click, the normal kind of people who would go. I love going to like emo and like pop, uh, not pop, uh, punk shows. I love them. Absolutely love them. I definitely do not dress, and nor am I usually in the age group of the kids who are normally there. But I'll go and I'll enjoy the hell out of those shows. I'll go to a bands that are super trendy amongst uh, the youth. <laughs> I'll go to the AJRs, the 21 Pilots, the 1975s. They're, they're awesome to me. You know, I don't think, I think music is the beauty that, that can connect us all. I got so many people who are like, you listen to young people music. That's not meant for you. I'm like, yeah, you're out there listening to the Beatles and Rage Against the Machine and Pearl Jam and, and Led Zeppelin. I was like, that stuff is definitely not from your era. So if I can't listen to music that was that just came out in 2019 and 2020. You're not allowed to listen to music that came out in 1974 or 1992. You want to play that game? <laughs> no, you don't. There's a music is music and it is beautiful. So being comfortably uncomfortable going to amazing concerts is not a problem for me. Sometimes stepping up on stage can be nerve rattling. And I realize that I get very excited and I want to share all of this positivity and all these great messages. And I just start to stumble on my words. So I have to breathe in and realize this is what my purpose is. And this is what I will strive to do at all times to step outside of my, of my, uh, Comfortably uncomfortable. My uncomfortably comfortable. God, I swear I'm going to screw up every time. Uncomfortably comfortable is the, is the comfort zone for those of you trying to keep score. So I will step out of my comfort zone, which is uncomfortable to begin with. Maybe that's how I'll start saying it. Comfort zone is uncomfortable. Okay? That's how I'll start to say it. <laughs> and then whenever you are living 
in your purpose is when you're comfortably uncomfortable, right? You're in your uncomfort zone. That is where truth grows lies. True growth lies in your uncomfort zone. So get comfortable in the uncomfort zone. I swear, I know, it's, I know, there's a, there's a, there's a handful of you out there who's like, what the hell is this dude talking about? So let's circle it back to communicating over the holidays. I'm throwing a communication summit next week with some of my peers, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We have just the most tremendous lineup. And if you're into checking that out, go to my at From Sobriety to Recovery or my at Jesse Mogul account and check it out. I'll be posting things about it starting tomorrow. Um, so those of you who are listening to this on Tuesday, November 3rd, congratulations, it's election day. I hope that the youth out there actually shows up and allows their voice to be heard because I promise you, one vote does matter because you get you and about 2,000 of your friends on every single college campus in every single one of your states and you can change the world. The world. The last election was won in some states and some counties by 5,000 votes. 40, 50,000 votes won some states for certain politicians. 20, 30, 40,000 votes. In some instances, that would just be 5% more of every college campus in a state showing up to vote. When you think about communication and you think about your role in it, you got to think not just about your role in your own life, but the role in everyone's life you come in contact with over the holidays. If you have stepped into a newer version of yourself, things about you have changed. Right? You have grown comfortable in your uncomfort zone, so you have changed. Your opinions, values, and beliefs that were instilled in you as a child without your permission, that were just handed down from you, down to you from members of your family, from your preacher, your teacher, from wherever. And then all of a sudden you go off and you experience different kind of people, a different kind of energy. And you come back and you have these new ideas. And they may not coalesce with what's going on in the world you left behind. It's great that you became comfortable in your own comfort zone. But there are some people who are extremely comfortable in their comfort zone. They don't notice how uncomfortable the comfort zone is. It doesn't bother them. If it does, they just drink another beer, they smoke another cigarette, they do something, they play on Facebook for seven straight hours in a day, they do whatever it can be done to take away their attention toward the fact that they're not happy, nor are they thrilled with what's going on in their life. You come in, and now all of a sudden you're like this... this Tasmanian devil that gets thrown into the middle of a very normal world. And even if you go back and you think that you're not causing that much of a wave, there will be actions, there will be thoughts, there will be things that you say, a viewpoint that you see the world. Something that you used to, you know, stand up on a chair and say, I totally agree with mom or dad. And now all of a sudden you go back and maybe you just nod your head. It's the slightest things. They'll be noticing the differences in you, and it's, hey, there needs to be differences in you. But understanding that other people will just be sort of going about their daily lives, and you come back with this new version of yourself, it's great that you are stepping into 
this new uncomfort zone way of living. But when you go back and you have these tough-to-have conversations, right, that politics or religion, social issues, gay rights or women's rights or human rights or whatever, border closures or this, that, or the other, like, there could be a lot of different hot-button topics, and next thing you know, you say something, and huge argument breaks out. Are you equipped with the ability to respond emotionally grounded when someone challenges your way of thinking? Or are you going to react emotionally triggered? And I talked about this on The Sober Show, and I talk about it a lot. In fact, I think an entire episode is just called Emotionally Triggered versus Emotionally Grounded. But the act that if somebody disagrees with something that you say, and if you just go off half-cocked, unhinged, start freaking out on them, that's not healthy. That is not okay. If you got to step out of the situation, if you got to, you know, hum to yourself, take some deep breaths, close your eyes real rapidly, start tapping on your wrist and your forehead, whatever it takes to meditate yourself in that moment away from a reacting emotionally triggered, instead responding emotionally grounded is going to be the difference that makes all the difference. Your uncomfort zone becomes your happy place. For other people, it is not. And if you start to challenge them, if you start to get in their face, if you start to think that everything that you say is right and whatever they think is wrong, and it becomes this holier than thou, you are going to reject everyone around you. And you're going to walk away from those situations and people are not going to want you back around. This doesn't mean that you have to hold your tongue every time somebody says something that you disagree with. Just realize they have their own point of view, their own model of the world. They have experienced things that have led them to think this way. Ask more questions. Get in touch with why they think that way. Really connect with them. Just because you listen does not mean you condone. Just because you listen to somebody else spewing out things that you do not think are right does not mean that you condone that behavior. But it does mean that you open up a space that allows them to share with you what matters to them. Their opinions, values, and beliefs are just as important to them as yours are to you. When we start sitting here thinking that our way is the only way, and it's my way or the highway, we become the bully, and everybody everybody else around us starts to defend themselves like they're the victim. And if bully versus victim is what's happening in any conversation, then I can tell you exactly how the outcome will, will go down. The bully will bully and bully and bully, and the victim will either just get more meek and just acquiesce to the whole situation, throw their hands up and say whatever, or they'll come back swinging just as hard because the old saying that the only way to get a bully to stop bullying is to punch him in the nose. Now, they may not do that literally, but they will be looking to do it figuratively. Just like if you find yourself getting bullied, you're going to end up either bowing down or you're going to end up punching back. Again, let's do that figuratively, not literally. These conversations are going to happen, whether they happen now or Thanksgiving or Christmas or five years from now or five days from now or five minutes or 500 years. I don't, timeline is not important. It will happen. You'll get emotionally triggered and you will want to be responding emotionally grounded. You will emotionally trigger somebody else and they'll come back at you and you'll wish, you'll be thinking, man, 
Why didn't you come back emotionally grounded? We could have had a conversation. You're responsible for your choices and your feelings and your actions and your thoughts, and somebody else is responsible for theirs. You do not make anyone do anything. You can say something that would instigate in them, but they choose to respond or react, just like you choose to respond or react. Someone could flip me off on the road, get out of their car, call me a little bitch, whatever, do whatever, dude. I'm going to just drive around you and move on with my life. I got better things to do than worry about your ass. You can either think that you got disrespected and want to fight that person, or you can just shake your head and go, wow, whatever's going on in that person's life, they clearly need a hug. Ain't going to come from me, but I'm just going to move on and let them deal with their own stuff. You choose to feel disrespected, and therefore you choose to bite back. Stepping into that uncomfort zone when those instances occur means moving on. Seeing none, moving on. Whatever. I don't got time for all that drama. Often we just think that uncomfort zone, pushing ourselves to this new version of ourselves means, you know, lifting heavier weights or eating healthier foods or or going on bigger walks or raising our hand and, and volunteering to be the boss or the manager or the, or the group leader. And often we forget that the most uncomfortable things that happen to us or when our beliefs, values, and opinions are challenged, or we think someone disrespected us, and therefore we have to defend ourselves. Those are the opportunities to step into a brand new uncomfort zone, where you don't snap back, but instead you ask more questions. You walk out of the situation. You move on from it. These conversations that are going to happen, if they're with great friends and family members, at some point, you may not be able to just walk away. At some point, you will always circle back around them. And that conversation has an opportunity to come back. Your motivation to want to step into your uncomfort zone and be a new, better you is the fact that if you don't, you will just fall into a a habitual life cycle that you've already seen other people play out and no doubt you are not a fan. Even if you do want to graduate college, get married, have babies, get a mortgage, get a corporate America job and live that life, it does not mean that you want to be in a dead relationship with kids who don't care when you're around or you're not there for their sporting activities or their school plays or whatever. You've seen other people live that life. Take it as the experience points that it is and choose differently. Live in your uncomfort zone. Be comfortably uncomfortable. When you are uncomfortably comfortable, you are living a life in a comfort zone that you dread. You can have these amazing conversations with people. And you can walk away saying, wow, do not condone it. Don't believe what they just said. But you know what? At the very least, I can agree that that experience happened to them. And I am not surprised that's the decision they made. Now, because could everybody change? Yes. Could everybody get more resources and better habits and start making better decisions and realize that we're not all our own little center of the universe? Yes. That's a topic for another episode. <laughs> for now, what's important is that you realize that these tough conversations are coming. 
And tomorrow on my Jesse Mogul, at Jesse Mogul on Instagram, I'm going to be posting ways for you to join us next week. Complimentary scholarship ticket. Everyone is invited. We are going to be introducing you to how to break out of old family roles, how to recognize certain archetypes within the family structure, like the bulldozer and the bully and the people pleaser, so that you can notice who these people are in your family and you can help those people who get bulldozed, and you can understand that the bulldozer and the instigator are looking for a fight. Again, figuratively, not literally. (laughs) We're going to talk about how to be emotionally balanced and emotionally stable in the face of so many hot-button topics. We're going to talk about how to defend yourself in a way that's intelligent and well-thought-out and emotionally grounded. This is a summit that will change everything. This is where you start to have the changes that become the difference that make all the difference. I talk about so much of this stuff specifically because I know what it's like to suffer in high school, to suffer in college, and then the easiest social circle to join is that of the addiction world. And next thing you know, you're spending all your time hanging out with people that probably aren't that great for you. Probably not even the world you really want to be living in. But you know what? At least they accept you. So you'd rather take that than step out into your uncomfort zone and say, you know what? I'm going to deal with my emotional traumas. I'm going to deal with my inability to be vulnerable with my family members and talk about the things that really matter to me. I don't want that to be you. I don't want you to be afraid of those conversations. I want you to be ready for them. I don't want you to be afraid of going home and expressing this new version of yourself to people who are bloodly tied to you. Everybody is in your life for a reason, season, or lifetime, and even that is even family members. There will be times where you will be insanely close to a sibling, and then you might grow apart for some time, and then you might come back around. doesn't mean anything. It just means that it happened and you understand it. The best friends I have on this planet are the ones I don't have to talk to. Not that I don't want to, but I just don't have to talk to for a year or two. And when I finally do, it's like we picked up right where we left off. We share some hilarious stories. We bond. We discuss what's going on in our lives. We're so happy for that time together. And then we do it again whenever we can. I say all of this because these conversations are coming and you're growing. You're living inside your uncomfort zone. You are no longer mired in the blah that is the comfort zone. It is the uncomfort zone that which you seek. And because you are seeking it, it is also seeking you, according to Rumi. Or Remy? Either way, some really badass Buddhist philosopher or something like that. <laughs> it's Remy. Um, Rumi? Ah, damn it. No, I don't know which one it is. I was just talking about this with someone who was way smarter about it than me. Anyways, I'm going to leave you on that. It's been enough. I could sit here and go on, but we're right about 30 minutes. Just realize that your uncomfort zone is where you want to be. If you are comfortably uncomfortable, then you know. See, I just did it again. If you're comfortably uncomfortable, or if you're uncomfortably comfortable. So uncomfortably comfortable is living in your comfort zone. Comfortably uncomfortable is living in your uncomfort zone. Also remember, when uncomfort is the second thing I say, that's the uncomfort zone. I'm going to figure this out because I only talk about it and teach about it all the time. But I'll tell you what, you think it's a tongue twister on the microphone, you've never seen how much more difficult it is to talk about this on stage. 
but you will laugh your ass off watching me try. All right, that's it for now. The Confident Communication Summit is next Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12.30 Pacific Standard Time. There will be links to it all over my social media. Check out at Jesse Mogul tomorrow on Instagram, at From Sobriety to Recovery is where you can always find me. I shut down my Instagram College Success Habits page, turned it private because honestly, I just don't have time for all that. I've been taken on to TikTok and, you know, I've got books to write and and classes to teach and trainings to do. And at some point you stretch yourself too, too thin. And we're going to talk about that soon too. Stretching yourself too thin and knowing when it's time to prioritize and not. I'm going to write that down right now. Stretch too thin for CSH, college success habits. Because I'm telling you what, at some point you just have to realize, nope, I have run out of bandwidth. I cannot take that on anymore. <laughs> And you'll have to start saying no. Remember, you don't say no for others. You're saying no for yourself. So remember, be uncomfortably. Do it again. Damn it. (laughs) Live in your uncomfort zone. Okay? Become comfortably uncomfortable. Live in your uncomfort zone. Because I'm telling you what, being uncomfortably comfortable when you're in your comfort zone and you dread it, is a horrible way to live your life. I finally got it at the very end. I finally got it. When you're uncomfortably comfortable, you are in a comfort zone that you cannot stand. And when you are comfortably uncomfortable, you're in your uncomfort zone. And that is where true growth happens. And that is what you can experience next week if you come to our Confident Communication Summit. Again, all the social media channels will have it at Jesse Mogul, at From Sobriety to Recovery. I always, always, I admire you for just being involved in this show. I know this year has been, oh my goodness, it has been a year. When COVID is still around next summer, we'll just we'll be talking about it again. But just realize that what you're doing is you are living in the middle of history and you have the ability to change it. I hope by the time you listen to this, more than likely Tuesday, November 3rd will have passed. And regardless of which side you decide to vote for, I just hope that you went out there and voted because your voice does matter. You matter. Start acting like it. And I promise you, you'll start to see it as well. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. See you all next week. Talk soon. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.